This is Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to the news on Radio Taiwan International. I am John Van Trieste, coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. We begin with a look at today's top stories. The foreign ministry is communicating with the Solomon Islands government as the country considers establishing ties with Beijing. Taiwan remains hopeful that Japan will support its bid to join the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership. And Transportation Minister Lin Jialong announces that the fuel surcharge on tour buses will be suspended for one year starting in October. But first, today's top story. The foreign ministry says it will continue to communicate with the Solomon Islands government as the country considers severing ties with Taiwan and establishing ties with Beijing. A delegation from the Pacific Islands nation has visited Beijing, and two lawmakers voiced support for recognizing China during a recent hearing held by the Foreign Affairs Committee of the Solomon Islands Parliament. One of these lawmakers is reportedly close to the country's prime minister. On Friday, a source close to the foreign ministry said they see little room for optimism about the future of Taiwan's ties with the Solomon Islands. However, the foreign ministry says the recent parliamentary hearing is only part of the Solomon Islands' decision-making process. The ministry says the hearing does not represent a final decision. The foreign ministry says it will continue working to persuade the Solomon Islands that maintaining ties with Taiwan is in the best interests of the country's government and people. Taiwan remains hopeful that Japan will support its bid to join the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership, or CPTPP. The Japanese-led trade agreement is an economic partnership of 11 countries in the Pacific region. Deputy Economics Minister Wang Meihua called for Japanese support on Friday during the Taiwan-Japan Trade and Economic Sustainability Forum. Wang said that joining the CPTPP is an important goal for Taiwan, and that she hopes Taiwan can secure Japan's backing to help achieve this goal. Wang also said that as the global commercial climate changes, many Taiwanese businesses are returning from China. She says that as this happens, she hopes Japan will recognize Taiwan as a worthwhile trading partner. Transportation Minister Lin Jialong announced on Friday that the fuel surcharge on tour buses will be suspended for one year starting in October. That's in light of China's decision to bar its citizens from visiting Taiwan outside of a tour group. The move has caused concern in the country's tourism sector. Suspending the fuel surcharge will save tour bus operators an average of 30,000 NT dollars or 960 US dollars per year on each bus. More than 16,300 tour buses are now in operation in Taiwan. The suspension of the fuel surcharge is just one countermeasure the government has taken to shore up the tourism industry since China announced its new policy. Others include a subsidy program for domestic travelers. Transportation Minister Lin Jialong says his ministry will deliberate on whether to delay enforcement of the so-called Uber Clause. The Uber Clause is a set of new laws meant to regulate ride-sharing apps. Officials passed the measures at the end of May. Affected companies were given until October 6th to comply. However, on Friday, representatives of ride-sharing company Uber told officials that they have not had enough time to bring their operations framework in line with the new legislation. One roadblock has been the requirement that Uber drivers take taxi licensing exams. This has created a sudden influx of exam takers far in excess of what testing centers can handle. Only 2,000 drivers have received their taxi permits, leaving 80,000 others in danger of losing their jobs. 
the transportation minister now says he will reevaluate the deadline for compliance. The sound of the Amis tribe on Radio Taiwan International. Hong Kong bookseller Lam Wing Kee has raised 90% of the funds he needs to open a bookshop in Taipei in the span of 18 hours. His goal is to raise 2.8 million NT dollars or 90,000 US dollars by November 5th. Lam is the former owner of a Hong Kong bookshop who was kidnapped by Chinese agents in 2015 for selling books banned in China. Lam was released in 2016, but he skipped bail and fled to Taiwan in fear of being extradited to China. Lam says he is delighted and surprised by the success of his fundraising campaign, which he says shows tremendous support from Taiwan's people. He says this indicates that many people in Taiwan share his principles and values. Lam says there is no longer room to read freely in Hong Kong. He says that even Taiwanese booksellers are now afraid to sell politically sensitive books because of possible repercussions if they travel to China. Lam plans to open his new bookshop in the Ximanding area, a Taipei shopping district that he says resembles Hong Kong's city center. A Yunlin County man has designed a new, safer car door that he hopes will put a stop to one common type of road accident. Xie Minglong works as an accountant in Yunlin County, but he's also the holder of U.S. and Taiwanese patents for an invention he's hoping will save lives. Each year, Taiwan sees several hundred incidents of drivers absentmindedly opening their car doors into passing scooter riders or cyclists. Between January and June this year, there were 247 accidents of this kind in the central city of Taichung alone. 275 people were injured. Sometimes this kind of accident can even be fatal. In the past two years, two people have been killed in New Taipei by drivers suddenly opening their doors into traffic. Xie has created a car door that opens in two stages. The second stage requires motorists to turn around in their seats in order to unlatch the door completely. This forces motorists to look behind them when they open their doors, and at the same time, at traffic approaching from behind, too. John Van Trieste, RTI News. A bird lover in Nanto County hopes to build Asia's largest ever bird park, beating a record currently held by Singapore. A private bird park in Chaodun, Nanto County, is home to nearly 80 bird species. The park now covers 20 hectares. But the owner hopes to expand it so it can be home to even more birds, and so that his park can beat out Singapore's Jurong Bird Park for the title of biggest bird park in Asia. Jurong Bird Park in Singapore boasts more than 3,000 birds belonging to 600 species. Every year, it attracts about 800,000 visitors. The owner of the Nanto County Bird Park says he will invite specialists from Singapore to share their experience and give ideas for the park's future design. The owner says that if everything goes well, Taiwan will become home to Asia's largest bird park in December next year. Shirley Lin, RTI News. With the Mid-Autumn Festival just around the corner, people are flocking to purchase gifts for family and friends. However, gift shoppers are always divided between those who dare to offer something different and those who double down on classic favorites.
Fresh sautéed cuttlefish sizzle right out of the frying pan. Turn your head and there's a whole mackerel roasting on a platter nearby. This is all part of a specialty gift box prepared by the Suau Fishermen's Association for the upcoming Mid-Autumn Festival. The gift box contains eight kinds of seafood, including shrimp and even fish roe sausages. Association head Chen Chunseng says that his association has a responsibility to market its products. Seafood may be an unconventional gift for the holiday, but who can argue with old favorites? This pomelo farm in Dongsan Township unveils its lush, round, and green fruits as they ripen. These pomelos will be made into cakes and breads, a more traditional kind of mid-autumn festival gift. Leslie Liao, RTI News. Thanks for joining me for the news. I'm John Van Trieste. Stay tuned for another 50 minutes of English language features brought to you by Radio Taiwan International.